This is the Epilog audio experience. Hey there, you're listening to the 28th episode of the Passion People podcast series. This is your fortnightly dose of passion, motivation and inspiration and I'm your host Nala. I'm really happy you're able to join us to get an insight into the life of people who are following their passion and living their dreams or are on a path to doing that with or without a job. No matter what kind of a person you are or what stage of life you're in, I'm sure you will have some tangible takeaways from our conversation. Before we begin, I have a small favor to ask our listeners. Please spare some time to leave a review of the podcast in whichever platform you're listening to as your feedback is going to go a long way in making the show accessible to more people and also in making it better thanks again babu first off uh, thank you so much for making the time to accommodate this interview pleasure really appreciate it we have heard of people uh, whose jobs and their passions are different and so that's why i'm really excited to hear your story where uh, your passion and your profession that go hand in hand do you want to quickly introduce yourself for our listeners Hey there everyone this is Dr Vaibhav Kumar here I am a postgraduate specialist in dental public health I just completed my my masters say a year ago and I'm here to share my story and I thank Naga and his extremely innovative platform for allowing me to do this so let's start <laughs> my pleasure my pleasure my love so I think a good place uh, to start would be like maybe unwinding the clock to you know where Uh, you actually made the decision of uh, taking the dive uh, into the field of dentistry okay so of course uh, so dentistry is a humongous 8 year long specialty so i started off right after my 12th gave the mundane exams of whatever entrances ai triple e blah 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 didn't get engineering didn't get medicine went into dentistry probably not by choice but 6 months or a year down the line i was extremely extremely fortunate and happy that i did not choose mbbs and i was doing bds <laughs> okay so 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 that that's that's how it was so i was enjoying my work and everything the real whatever turning point if you may say came in my third year where probably i started being more conscious about things which i was doing okay plus i was being motivated academically and professionally by some professors of mine on a very personal level who kind of told me that yes you have a spark in you and yes you have to you have to see yourself as a cut above the rest so this was the oral pathology department mm-hmm. and uh, we had dr alka kale and dr seema who were really really behind my back that you are good and you are good and probably a little bit of push from their side i saw a huge confidence boost in my end and not did not did i perform professionally better also but also it had a huge personal implication in my own terms of self confidence right. so that was a huge uh, turning point in my life mm-hmm. professionally mm-hmm. going on to uh, what do you say having significant accolades because of that and then final year came in and then final year was so as i may put it that the third year was the honeymoon period of dentistry that is three, uh, just three subjects and you're absolutely chill the entire year right. final year comes where you have eight subjects all of these subjects have different quotas and you are always down the clock with all of assignments to be finished and patient quota in here there and everywhere mm. 
so so it's not really like a you know six subjects every semester no 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 so dentistry unfortunately it does not have that uh, provision okay for you to so you have eight back to back nights where you have to use any kind of concoction to keep yourself <laughs> awake and <laughs> go and write an exam right yeah and hope that the examiner appreciates what you have written <laughs> so that's how it was uh-huh. yeah so but it, it was fun it was taxing but it was fun and so so as i said so dentistry was a five year old so the under, undergraduate period was a four year didactic program mm. with a with a year of internship okay so internship was the kind of place where you actually unwind and where you actually go and see where which department or you actually kind of target your liking yeah target your yeah so that was the kind of initiation point if i may put it this way mm-hmm. to w- what i am where i am today in what specialty i am today so as i told you i specialize in dental public health or public health dentistry okay that time called as community dentistry because it was community dental service to population so this was headed by dr anil ankola who then cause happened to be my guide and a huge backbone of support and so that back then community service was or the community dentistry department was supposed to be one of the most sought after departments in terms of let me put it this way that fun so be, <laughs> yeah so it was basically so i just choose this abbreviation that of fun because you just go there and you uh, you are kind of uh, initiated to whatever little bit of processes are there or protocols are there towards conducting dental camps assisting the then postgraduates there right and that is the time when i actually started thinking and this thing that there is so much to do and it's a perfect amalgamation of work and play mm. together mm. right so we had our good share and this is mind this was a 3 month long uh, period in the full so it was almost a good 3 months of the 12 months right of your internship time so I had a good time was a part of quite a lot of projects that time which were initiated by the department by the institute and all of that and then came the ending where the, the college nominated my name for this award called as the peer forshard international senior student academy award so they uh, they uh, they accept nominations from say all the say 270 dental colleges across the country and end up choosing the top 10 or the top 15 mm-hmm. of candidates according so this is an overall process which they see not only academic achievements but extracurriculars and the other sparks right a 360 degree kind of yeah like a multidimensional perfectionism kind of thing which they would want to encapsulate mm-hmm. so yeah so that's what happened and then i so the college nominated me and i happened to receive that so that was one major congratulations so, yeah thank you so much for that so that was uh, one major major turning point in my life uh, so also because i got in touch with this lady called as dr reena kumar mm. over there she was the then secretary mm. of the peer forshard academy and then she kind of told me that how to take this for, forward and how to basically spread the good cheer around right she is one lady who is hardcore into service towards community though mm-hmm. she is an orthodontist and she is a principal of one of the leading dental colleges in the north okay she is an orthodontist but she has a huge inclination towards special care dentistry and so on and so forth so getting in touch with her 
and then came my post graduation exams where then i happened to take up dental public health mm. and so everything kind of amalgamated and got mixed and kind of just got started getting to get stream streamlined yeah then okay so slightly off the topic regarding my speciality so regarding my speciality it's a very underrated speciality let me put it this way mm-hmm. and Maybe underrated not the one that is uh, most financially attractive yeah no let me not put let let's not get into finances dentistry of course everybody is telling is in is in its worst phase right now but uh, financially rewarding of course not that much but of uh, but as perceived to be a branch of specialization they just say that oh you just go to camps and and blah 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 but there is so much more to this i think out of the nine specialty this is the most versatile branch which somebody could do and hone their skills to go towards any directions of its various facets it has okay so was it also because you had like more like a people or a social inclination of, yes of course so that's that's what i told you so i so i won the peer forshore academy i got in touch with dr reena and then i of course had a 3 month long community service or the community dentistry posting mm. which kind of plummeted me and added that adrenaline that yes this may be your calling and then you need to make the best of what you have delved yourself into right right so so that's how it is so and and the, so the first day i entered the department i entered with this thought process that i had to break these norms or these social garbs and confines or the straight jacketed thought process which people had regarding <laughs> my department and my speciality that no i am not doing it out of an obligation but i am doing it because it's a choice it's, it's a, a choice and it's an informed choice i have made and <laughs> kind of rehna ki hold that baton and try to prove it to the to the entire world right. by whatever little bit i mm-hmm. i could do and i can do okay yeah so then post graduation is a 3 year long process so post graduation started of course the first 6 months are the most harrowing when you have to select a thesis topic and and you're still getting into the grind of the entire we had three seats in our speciality per year so i What? Was, yeah just three seats in our speciality okay so it, it was me along with two other batchmates of mine and they were from different colleges i was from the same college so i go, i i did my masters from kle itself okay kle belga hmm. so so it was a kind of homecoming for me <laughs> uh, yet yet it was like, of course then uh, they perceive you in a much more mature way yeah. and they start expecting uh, certain <laughs> things from you because you are an alma mater right and all of that that was the thing so 6 months down the line try to get bootstrap things kind of get your inc- uh, inclination which which area would you want to do your thesis in so thesis is basically a research project which you have to submit after the end of 3 years mm. with all your findings and everything Okay, so this goes in parallel with your examination. Yes, and, uh, yes, yes. So post graduation, we do not have any examination. We have one mega exam after <laughs> three years. Oh, so for the first no. So after every year, after every year, we have these internal exams. But they're not that. But uh, they are not significant. They are just to keep keep you in the loop. Okay. But post graduation is an every day is an examination because <laughs> yeah because it's a completely so the dentistry curriculum is something which is a completely self learning process okay especially post graduation uh-huh. so so over there you are completely introduced to a new topic and the the faculty gives you a certain date to prepare a seminar for that and you need to prepare a seminar by referring so of course they guide you that refer this book refer that book and refer these articles and scientific jargon and all of that mm. and but it is you that you have to come and you have to deliver a pedagogy and you have to they sit in the seminar room and you have to basically try to explain them and then there's a cross questioning and all of that 
so it's not that any class per se is taken yeah of course for the clinical part of it or clinical procedures of course you are given a demo and all of that but regarding the other curriculum it's like a self learning process mm. so which is which was very challenging but very exciting also so it was like those project work used to go to and everything was on powerpoint mm. so project work which used to get in school right or <laughs> oh, go go google this google that do this do that refer this book get this good point from here get this fancy picture try to incorporate some humor into it so <laughs> that's how the entire so of course so yeah every day was an examination for us because you used to enter with our fingers crossed that okay i hope today is not my day for my <laughs> coronation right. yeah so so that's how it was so submitted the protocol so i i my guide and me we came to this thing that we wanted to do something which was very very neglected so we chose this community called as the anganwadi centers okay if you heard of it so it is under the icds scheme okay so integ- integrated child development scheme mm-hmm. of the government of india Right. so where you have these it caters to the 3 to 6 year old cluster of preschool children okay where a lot of things are done along with primarily informed preschool education to them and also regular updates on vaccination and nutritional monitoring and all of that so it's a kind of very high risk prone niche where you could go and capture certain activities which are happening in the oral cavity and also in the general physical structure plus it was a government scheme and we did our whatever literature search and we saw that the oral health part of it was completely neglected so we kind of zeroed down to around of 1500 number of children whom we plan to do a complete oral health screening reporting it and then offering free treatment by referral to our institute whoa that's so, huge yes so so that's what so we wrote the protocol submitted it colgate was interested in it we got a research grant because that's of that it. so yeah so that's when we that's when it was like oh okay like these things can be done and okay these things have so so before starting we have this phase called as a pilot project where we go and you have to do a pilot drill in x number of to, to basically check the flaws and feasibility huh. of what you are basically getting yourself into <laughs> and that was the time when i actually saw that there was so much that uh, to see that so of course we, i was interacting with the parents or the or the caretaker danganwadi workers of those things to kind kind of fix this that you know, giving them an informed uh, date that we'll be coming to on this date and we'll be examining your children and all of that but everybody was like okay oral health okay they, we never thought of that what is that <laughs> yeah it was like an afterthought yeah thing. it's yeah it's like oh it's like everybody is like talking only about mal- malaria tuberculosis and the new found dengue and chikungunya <laughs> and all of those new mosquitoes and vector borne diseases of co- but nobody was thinking because maybe they have that thing it's not a life threatening disease mm-hmm. or whatever it is so focus pri- individual focus as well as a whole totalitarian focus of the ministry of health and the government was not too much or was and is not too much into oral health oral health for whatever reasons they also have their resource constraints and all of that so they want to divert it to major findings of malaria and say tuberculosis and uh, get some kind of end points to that yeah but there is no mention so 2017 uh, so this just let me cut, cut across it and discussing 2017 
February March came the national health policy, mm. the new national health policy. So that so they had said that they had an endpoint of tuberculosis, endpoint of malaria. They had a 90s to 90s to 90s strategy for AIDS and HIV and all of that, which was very good. But in the entire dossier, they had not a single mention of oral health or anything dental related issues, which which was very very unfortunate if if, if I may put it this way. Mm-hmm. So is that one of the reasons why you feel strongly about uh, of course about this? of course of course so I have always believed in the upstream level of thinking that mm-hmm. is more of advocacy okay rather than going and doing field work mm-hmm. more of advocacy more of targeting the ones sitting right up there getting knocking on their doors and telling them look this is the problem and, we and it's a real problem and it is a real problem and they have a strong systemic link towards it so we have dental decay which or a period which has a strong link to cardiovascular diseases we have your gum issues or your periodontal diseases if of a pregnant mother if not taken care leads to low or preterm low preterm weight newborn babies who are conceived so and these have been extremely extremely well documented in literature in all parts of the globe and but uh, unfortunately we have this oral health policy which has been drafted in the late 1980s okay but uh, it is still under process and it has not been implemented Whoa. okay so so that is the thing of course now the government is kind of getting small little partnerships from or public private partnerships and having the school dental health programs and so on and so forth so of course now we have a lot of uh, public private partnerships and government related policies individualistically in certain pockets of the country which is a good thing but yet a long way to go mm-hmm. coming back to my post graduation where we were talking about anganwadis and all of that so went ahead did all the pilot drill and everything of that sort was there applied for the grant we had collaborated with this colgate pamela to help us with uh, help us out with the financial part of it done industry then came november 2015 where there were these award ceremonies which kind of bubbled up or resurfaced in the country so there was this one not naming which one but a highly coveted one where people would the people junior senior academicians technicians principals everyone were dying to achieve that award and <clears throat> i thought that okay let me apply for best postgraduate student and a best po- and i just i was just in 6 months of my post graduation where i had not done anything significant what uh, uh, someone else could have done in 3 years mm. so i just told him there's no harm in applying for it and just go go through it and so i applied for it and got nominated and then then i ended up winning it so that was awesome. yeah so that was another thing which kind of made me in the field and in the yeah that a person from a particular laterally thought of specialization has really won the award has yeah. won the award and that also at such a pre- premature or primitive stage of his uh, specialization or his mm. yeah so then i would say uh, there was nothing looking back after that so that was the instigating factor post which i got in touch with uh, this other company called as byton mm-hmm. headed by dr mona and dr ajay gupta so they also hosted another award ceremony so I, that was the first time they gave me a, a platform on the national level and i was that that was my first tv appearance 
wow on the celebrity already <laughs> so 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 that was something very fancy that was something which i was really looking forward to so that so that's how things happened mm-hmm. so uh, regularly of course we had our uh, mundane thing and i i had this thought process that i had to work on these xyz which i would be talking about subsequently xyz number of uh, targeted populations okay okay so the high risk kind of one high risk exactly so probably dent- uh, dental service or any kind of service it's a very good thing you go to slums and you go to other places or school dental health and or school general health and all of that a lot of people are doing that but there's a very significant significant population or proportion of under neglected let me call it call it niches mm. which need to which nobody had so i had kind of made a mental picture in my mind that i wanted to go ahead with that and uh, kind of do something if not during my post graduation but prop post that okay so i had unfortunately i lost my father in early 2016 so that was a, that was a major setback after which lot of responsibilities on my head and of course i had the, the challenge that no i had to resurface above everything and kind of prove myself and of course whatever fly high in in that way so we went ahead uh, i had uh, dr preeti kore she's the she's a professor in my college she's uh, she's the head of the kelly society schools she was the one who also helped me quite a lot during that phase mm-hmm. along with a lot of other professors of mine and also i am very thankful to my institute very personally okay in- including my principal including a lot of other professors including dr veshali and all, a lot of others who kind of stood by me during that time and kind of helped me the ways only i had mm-hmm. that way yeah so that's what it, that is the time when i started post that i started get, uh, getting in touch with other colleagues who were in public health and started reading stuff which which is not in the curriculum okay which are very invoked topics okay say like advocacy or say public private partnership or corporate social responsibility mm-hmm. and stuff like this and i saw that these are the actual things which can be tapped off harnessed and then implemented to make whatever little change you can because you cannot definitely have a one man show everywhere that yeah. okay i have thought about this and i, I am going to go alone and i am going to do this for whatever 300 or 1000 odd number of people and going to take the credit myself that's not how it works so you need a lot of partnerships you need a lot of collaborative effort you need to have that nice ego of yours kept aside <laughs> yeah kept us kept aside ha huh? and which is a very difficult thing for a lot of other people but it is a very imperative thing if you are doing something of this nature and wanted to have a, a subsequent decent amount of impact mm-hmm. to it You're tuned in to the 28th episode of the Passion People podcast series. We are in conversation with Dr. Vaibhav Kumar, who is a dentist, a very offbeat and overachieving dentist whose passion is also his profession. Listening to Vaibhav speak, I think it's pretty evident as to why he is successful in whatever he is doing. He is extremely clear about what it takes to succeed in his field, which is dental public health. self awareness is a big attribute that leads to success in professional and passionate journeys of people in the he had the insight to figure out what it takes to succeed in a particular job an assignment or a venture and also 
had the self awareness to figure out whether he fits the bill or he doesn't it doesn't really matter in case we don't fit the bill or we are lacking in some of these abilities that are required for us to succeed in a particular job assignment or venture what matters is how resourceful we are in order to make these things happen get the resources mobilized or acquire the skills that we need to succeed in our chosen path be it fundraising which uh, you know uh, dr vibhav has done uh, so excellently well getting pr for the work that he has done or uh, being an excellent speaker or having the emotional connect with the people that he is treating i think he's ticking all of the boxes in all the right ways and it is not a coincidence that he's been a runaway success so far back to the conversation so went ahead we did a massive drive on sex workers in the institute okay it was a, it was a kle sponsored event mm-hmm. okay went ahead collaborated with aims uh, did this fortnight program on cancer awareness where there were oral cancer screening mm. so we did so our it was a multi centric project which so our institute was selected i was made postgraduate in charge for my department to handle these kind of things simultaneously i was working on getting these young minds the undergraduates so we were we we used to have this small little batch whom we had to take for some monitor or take certain classes to improve our skills too so my little thing was that i used to try to get them also motivated to do a lot of things and try to tell them that learn from my experiences and tell them that you all start you all have got such a good platform you all have got such a good opportunity in the institute to mm. go and hone your skills and go ahead and prove your metal right so kind of guided them in collaboration with other faculty and gave them certain ideas and all of that so that was that itself also and then when that itself was very rewarding because i saw that a small little push from my side got them to achieve certain things which which probably i got back, right, exactly. back during so my kind of kind of so it, yeah so it was like artimated life and vice versa yeah so so that's how it was and so so one such project was with this very dear professor of mine dr shivyogi mm-hmm. he's the head of pediatric dentistry department and this very young budding dentist called dr anushka para so she happened to come we happened so three of us happened to brainstorm this process of why not have or implement or design a toothbrush for the visually impaired okay we had techniques and all of that but we did not have a toothbrush which would give them audio signals okay or feedback mechanism wow so so we kind of worked on it so we kind of made a small rough model she went and presented it in a, a fancy conference in Delhi was extremely well appreciated it and it's been so and then we took it forward I, of course did not so as i said that uh, wanted to escape the file drawer phenomena that is just not do research just not re, uh, uh, report findings or 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 under report certain events and just put them or shove them in the drawer which is not what is noticed mm-hmm. so we did this drive in these uh, visually impaired children in this school over there what is a translated oral hygiene instructions in braille for them to to, to write and we saw the impact just a one sitting or one week interval post those protocols which we followed we saw the massive impact we had on their oral hygiene and their oral hygiene performance and their yeah, interest apart from everything else 
So that was the thing. So we've recently got a patent on that. We've called it the Opto Brush. Oh, congratulations! And yes, so it, I, that is something which we are really looking forward to develop, collaborate, and make, disseminate, and make good use of for the general good of all. Fantastic. So that was one of the projects. So uh, the fag end of my final year, that was that's in two thousand sixteen. So two thousand fifteen, two thousand sixteen, our institute or our society was celebrating celebrating hundred years of its existence. So because of which we had a huge, massive project which was sanctioned by the society of going and doing an oral health screening and treatment camp for one lakh government primary school children all across the Belgaum district, not only the Belgaum city. But Belgaum district, and one lakh uh, sounds like a number, but it's a humongous number. It is a humongous number. It's a humongous number. It's number. huge. Yes. So we had so our entire time. So we had we were divided into teams. We were divided into different districts. The, the entire epidemiological strategy was sorted out, and we had this entire thing of doing it, and we crossed the one lakh thing because we thought that why just stop at that? Yeah. So we had been given a time frame till November, an October or November two thousand sixteen. So we finished well in advance. So we thought we thought that why leave it till there, and most importantly that we used to report, we used to screen, and we used to report. It's mm-hmm. not that we just went there did something. So we had performers which were filled, immediately entered, data was entered, data was collected, data was analyzed and reported. So we came across a lot, and lot of service was also done over there, mm-hmm. in very. Compromising situations in for in the in form of terrain or electricity or inclement weather or whatever that is, but we had uh, we have this fantastic mobile health unit, which we had, so we used to do all the kind of treatment protocols and everything over there. So 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 that was uh, one of the projects. Other projects in my mind, as I told you, those high risk populations definitely something big which I which is really going to come up very soon regarding special healthcare need. Children or special yeah. autistic children, or in the spe- uh, special healthcare uh, spectra, uh-huh. and also this project which I'm working in December in Delhi on transgenders. Mm-hmm. So details of that also would be disseminated widely across social media and all of that very soon once things are finalized. So that's yeah, uh, that's the thing. So I see myself probably as somebody who is kind of uniting his passion and profession. Or uniting his avocation and vocation. <laughs> uh, so a lot of you have, lot of people may have that okay, they are doing something, but they are a dancer, and they are doing something, but they are a painter. Yeah. I am an avid painter. I am an avid, extremely avid writer who keeps writing a lot of things here, there, blogging, and all uh-huh. of that. But my main intention of this was to show that you can actually unite your liking as or like an avocation with your vocation and mix your. Mix the perfect amalgamation of work and play, mm-hmm. and show to the world that yes, there's a lot that can be done, needs to be done, and surely will be done. That's amazing. That's yeah. amazing. And I think uh, we we need more examples of people like you who, who are doing this. And I, I'm sure that because you're you feel so strongly about it that you don't feel like it is something that is draining you at the end of the day, or you know why am I standing with these one lakh people? And I'm sure they'll all be doing their own. You know, the, the, they'll they'll be going through their own problems as well, right? And then coming there, going through all of this would be something extremely stressful. But but for someone very who fulfilling, has, but stressful and fulfilling. Exactly. Yet. So 
if you don't have the emotional energy to do it exactly only the stress remains right exactly but that stress doesn't translate into fulfillment unless yes. you have that connect yes right yes. and especially in uh, professions like yours where you have a lot of face time with a lot of people so unless that fire is there uh, i'm sure that 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 is not something that you will be able to sustain or you will be able to grow to such you know such amazing heights as uh, you have demonstrated for us and thank you so much for that those extremely extremely well curated words <laughs> and i am honored pleasured to say the least and it's been an extremely extremely brilliant time of whatever these this half an hour one hour we spent i i didn't even realize that absolutely it, that's because you were speaking from your heart you were speaking about something yeah. you felt so absolutely and i really hope that this uh, this reaches out to certain people who share the same thought processes and kind of motivate them that to do good absolutely and to probably take a lot of things forward and collaborate absolutely yes. before we wrap up vibe how would you be you know open to the idea of people sending you an email it could be a budding dentist it could oh, be someone who is willing to consider this as a field oh, or absolutely. or someone who is uh, taking their masters oh absolutely absolutely and in fact i am getting in touch with a lot of ngos and lot of other corporates and all of that also so i could help them also translate because doing research is one thing mm-hmm. and getting that translated huh, into real time action action and getting ta- uh, you know, tangible results out of that is is actually where you transcend from paper to reality right correct that's so, awesome that's yeah. awesome i'm sure a lot of people will benefit uh, from these insights yes. and i hope a lot of our listeners uh, reach out to you thank you so much again for your time it's, it's been my pleasure it's my pleasure thank you thank you so much thanks for tuning in to the 28th episode of the passion people podcast series with your host naga I hope you found the conversation insightful and you had some tangible takeaways from our conversation. Listening to so many people speak about their passions, unwinding the clock, figuring out what ticks for them and what doesn't. Talking to people whose passion is also the profession, whose passion and profession are different. or people who are working on these things in parallel or completely changing gears leaving their jobs and diving head down into their profession there isn't a standardized answer or a one size fits all solution that one can take away by listening to these conversations but what one can take away is the fact that certain key attributes begin to emerge as key success factors for people who identify themselves as someone who want to be a cut above the rest these attributes may include things like a drive to be successful a compulsive attitude to get better day by day on a continuous basis to harness the power of compounding a certain level of dissatisfaction with the status quo because if you're happy with whatever you are or wherever you are there's very little incentive to disrupt yourself which is why 
which is a great reason to disturb yourself and obviously the lack of hesitation to take action or the lack of hesitation to put in the hard work these were just broad takeaways that i've you know in my experience of the last year interacting with almost 28 people have accumulated if you want to know more about what drives them what motivates them why they do what they do how you may be interested in something that any of these 28 people may be doing i encourage you to tune in to the rest of the episodes of the packet people podcast series thank you